Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Uh, back to, oh man, I want to talk about the Grammys. That might have to wait to KSFM. Um, we were talking about the Sacramento Kings playing defense uh, a few moments ago. By the way, Will Z is going to join us uh, at the bottom of this hour. James Ham will join us uh, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Um, we were talking about the Kings playing defense sporadically, playing defense uh, in moments. And this is one where I'm left wondering, like, for the Kings to take the next step, we keep talking Kuzma or Jeremy Grant or trades or uh, bolstering the bench or acquisitions and the trade deadline and all of that stuff. When the Kings taking the next step may be not playing defense in moments, but playing defense more consistently. I think we saw two really good games of them on, on the defensive end. Of course, there's a lot of, I, I get there's there's faults in what happened in the Chicago game, but overall, I thought both games, Indiana and Chicago, they had played really well defensively. Uh, and, of course, I harped on and will continue to harp on how great De'Aaron Fox has been defensively. And I think, to me, if the Sacramento Kings have another step to take this season, it may be the amount of time that they can contribute to elite defensive play on the basketball floor. Rather than moments, rather than stretches, rather than I mean, there was a there was a there there have been games in recent memory where they they held teams scoreless for like three minutes, three and a half minutes, four minutes. Like there there's there has been a consistent effort on the defensive end within games. It just hasn't lasted throughout. So now maybe that's not realistic. Maybe asking teams to play like in an elite level of defense. For 48 minutes, especially with guys like Sacramento has. Maybe that's not realistic. Maybe they are more of a moments in games type of team. But if we're talking about ascending and taking the next level or perhaps moving up to that top four uh, tier, maybe that's what we're talking about versus acquiring this player, this player, or bolstering the bench in any type of way. So you think it still has that impact then if they were to step up their defense a bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do. Look at how energized De'Aaron was in those two games, like particularly the Chicago game. You couldn't tell. That was probably one of De'Aaron's best games as a professional basketball player. He was frustrating on the defensive side of the ball and was virtually unstoppable on the offensive side of the ball. And it's the, the old commentator line, man. The ball has energy. Yeah, I think I think the player the, that first round against the Warriors kind of scared me a bit just because I think we did see their defense step up there, and I think what killed them is the fact that their offense took a dip. They weren't able to hit their shots. But I don't think their offense took a dip because they were 
playing a higher level of defense. Well, no, not not that, but more so like I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they do like step up and play the defense. I'm not sure it has the same impact. I don't know if that takes them to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 the Jeremy Grant or Kyle Kuzma would. I'm not like I think I think the way they're playing like now, where they play in the moments and like come playoff time, if they step it up, like you play well on the road in the fourth quarter, like I think. I don't think I've maybe just come to accept like that's that's okay for this team. I think mm-hmm. like I think if you were to trade for Kyle Kuzma or Jeremy Grant, like that's still if you're playing defense in the moments or whatever, turning up when you need to, like that'll like you'll still be able to get to the next level. So you don't think there's an impact on this team this season if they're more consistent defensively? Maybe it gets you to the second round, but honestly, with this roster as is, I'm I don't want to say I'm out on because that's kind of harsh, but just more so like I'm not sure how much meat is left on the bone. Pause for that. That was good. No, it's 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 fine. I'm gonna. It's fine. Yeah, throw the flag. That's fine. Um, you can play defense. What but if, I'm not sure how much it's gonna do. I just think. Well, of, I think we went over we went over numbers with like when you look at teams in the NBA Finals and NBA champions, like with very 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 few exceptions, they're all top defensive teams. Now, that's. That's kind of one extreme to the other, right? We're talking about advancing out of the first round to winning an NBA championship. But there's but there's there's a direct correlation with being a solid defensive team or in most cases a very good defensive team. We'll we'll frame very good as a top 10 defensive team and winning a championship, being a contender. And that's why and that's why I'm harping on what that's why I think the biggest stories of this season, especially if nothing happens over the course of the next four days leading into the trade deadline on Thursday, the biggest takeaways from the the, the first part of this season right now are De'Aaron is even better than last year. He's stepping up defensively. Domas is even better than he was last year. And you have a legit wing defender in Keegan Murray. All of those things bode well for where you want the Sacramento Kings to go in the future. It's the it's the expectations thing, right? We were just talking about expectations with WrestleMania and The Rock and Cody and all that. Well, expectations for this Kings team were probably set a little bit too high by everyone involved, by us, by fans, by Mike Brown himself, at least publicly stating those intentions was probably a little bit too much because this team doesn't appear to have the makeup of a contender an NBA championship contender, but they grow together and you make tweaks rather than Domas Tyrese type changes next year. I think you're even in a better position. I think a lot of defense is establishing habits, habits that not just carry over from game to game to game. And you hope they carry over tonight into Cleveland, but carry over into the next season as well. Like, that you can establish, hey, this team has a defensive identity. In theory, it works. And I think, yeah, it would it would help definitely and all. And I think it, it could take them to the next level, but it's just, I, I don't know, I, I just, I don't trust it. I don't think this team, I don't think this team can get to there with their with their defense. Because like you said, um, we bring up the road numbers and all that. Those are numbers we can bring up from last year too. Like, it's just, but they see, haven't made that switch yet. And it's like, is it shame on us for waiting still? No, I, no, oh, it, no, it's not because we're at 15, 26, 
That's 26 road games where they're ranked in the top 10 defensively. So 26 games of the season, they're ranked 8th defensively. And then when you realize they put up, I don't know if they're identical numbers, but very similar numbers on the roll. So now you've got 41 games. So now you got 41 and 26. What do we have, 67 right there? Now you've got a sample size of 67 basketball games where you've shown you can be a top defensive team, a top 10 defensive team. And so, no, there's no shame in continuing to wait for that because they've shown us they can do it. The question is just why are they doing it on the road and not at home? More specifically, why are they only doing it on the road? And Because it's not like they're 8th and 15th or 8th and 16th. They're like 8th and then like 26th. Like how? I, I, that, honestly, I think it comes down to they just have a suitable way of winning at home that doesn't work on the road necessarily. You play off the crowd, all the energy and all that. It just it works. Like like obviously we say all the right things. Fox says, yeah, we need to figure out a way to um not play off the crowd at home and like bring our defense here. But it's just a matter of like the stats and the numbers are right there. It's just that's just a suitable way for them to win right now, I guess. Because like we we've been on it since last year. Why haven't they done mm-hmm. it? And it's just we haven't know. seen any progress at all. I'll ask Mike. I don't know. I don't know why they haven't done it, but they're capable of doing it, and that's the part that just continues to kind of. Well, it was kind of like the Harrison Barnes thing too. Like um, Harrison Barnes started off the season all slow, and we knew he was capable of playing a lot better. Now we're seeing it. Just a matter of doing it, I guess. Maybe they need another pep talk, or whatever the hell happened that got Harrison playing the way that he is right now, and and and, and, and being as aggressive as he is. Karen DeBagley brings up a suggestion: maybe Kings fans just start booing at home. Maybe you start whatever works more at that point. Whatever works, start cheering the other team. Shoot, it happens some nights anyway, so we might as well just all buy into it. If it helps, do it. Uh, We'll come back. Will Z is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. He just posted his Kings Cavs by the number preview. Uh, We'll talk to him, James Hamm, at the top of the hour. Much more Kings talk ahead here. Dealing with KC brought to you by Sky River Casino and Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Will Z set to join us coming up here in just a couple of minutes. 916-909-1320. Skip to Steven. Steven, what's going on, baby? What's going on, D-Lil? What's up, Jesse? What's going on, brother? What's hey. on your mind? Yeah, man. I was um, One of the main things that's been, I guess, as a Kings fan, irking me, and part of this has to do with um, a little confusion watching De'Aaron on whether he's, you know, was playing through an injury or what was going on with him for a period. But I feel like there's a huge difference with how we run our offense in the fourth quarter in clutch situations as opposed to um, this year compared to last year. And I think with our team especially, we have a lot of guys uh, that aren't shot creators, and Malik Monk is kind of like that other guy. But we've almost moved the air into an off-ball, uh, you know, um, off-ball situation to where it was almost, it's almost like when he was playing with Tyrese a little bit, where he's in the corner, you know, and Malik is running pick and roll, like, you know, with Domas, which is a, it's a great play. But we, we just have him out of the action way, you know, too often. I think we got, at least to me, in this Bulls game, for example, since that's fresh in everybody's mind, Harrison Barnes hits a huge, you know, pull-up uh, midi to put us up by five, that's not really, you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, crap, it went in, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But it was not the shot that I want to live and die by as a Kings fan. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is, is something that's been noticeable to everybody, but I just feel like we have, we've got from the clutch player of the year initiating things in these moments. And that's, to me, what made the Kings special last year. It was in the fourth quarter in the close game, you had a confidence about you because the Aaron Fox could get a good shot at any time. You know, he could he could get to a spot and get his shots. And if they try to take that away, it's two-on-one. It's a, you know, somebody's going to get an open shot all the time. And throwing the ball in the Domas in the clutch and, and him trying to back somebody down, it's, these are things you can do throughout games when it's in the flow. But trying to do that in big moments, I don't think works at all. Okay. Um I actually don't have a a a, a gripe with that. I, I disagree in a, a, a little bit, and then I feel like De'Aaron is still very assertive late in games. Um, I think there have been times this year where we saw Malik do it. Um, I think it, it it depends on the flow of the game. Mike is a real. It feels like Mike is a real like kind of flow guy, and he like just like he especially late in the game. So just kind of go in the flow, and if 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 you know Malik is having one of those nights, Malik will stay out there and close the game with De'Aaron. And then I think everybody, and I could absolutely be wrong on this, Stephen, but then I think everybody defers to De'Aaron and allows De'Aaron to kind of set the tone. So if De'Aaron wants things to run through Domas because Domas can translate to an open look for Malik, for De'Aaron, 
for Harrison, for Keegan, then I think that's what he's going to do. If it's De'Aaron attacking the basket, which I think we also saw um, in the Chicago game, I think that's what he's going to do. If it's getting the ball to Malik and falling back and letting Malik attack in whichever way he sees fit, we've seen that this year also. I think it's one of the the big pluses to the guys on this team, the different things that they can do, like Domas, Malik, and De'Aaron can all facilitate at an extremely high level. And I get I, I, I get your point, Stephen, about getting the ball to Domas and having him, you know, back in and try to create from there. But it's it it proves to be effective because even though we don't feel like De'Aaron is a excuse me, we don't feel like Domas is a big threat to shoot or is a big threat to be really, really aggressive on the offensive end late in games. Teams can't guard him that way because he's so efficient down there. So that's why you see guys fall back, which winds up with Malik or Herder, depending on who's on the floor, Barnes or Murray uh, being wide open. I get the question. I get the thought. I think it's actually a more of a plus than it is a minus for this team because if you go back to the beginning of the year, we saw we saw Malik – really, really aggressive in the closeout of games um, on numerous times, on numerous occasions. And I think that's all on the shoulders of De'Aaron. We've heard Domas say this before. Kenny brings it up regularly that Domas will defer to De'Aaron. Hey, what do you want to do? Like the offense may run to, but I'm, I'm, I'm following your lead here. Even though he might not be as aggressive or it may not seem like he's being aggressive as he was last year in the fourth quarter, I still think De'Aaron is dictating everything that happens in the fourth quarter. My man Johnny asked here in the chat, youtube.com slash ESPN1320, do you really think that a trade is a good idea at this point in the season? I feel like Herter and Barnes have stepped up. It's from our man Johnny. Johnny, I think that's a great question. And... I feel like if the Sacramento Kings make a move over the course of the next four days, it's likely something that doesn't involve Herter or Barnes. And I actually wonder if Barnes was ever a part of any conversation. The only one is if there was real traction, legitimate traction, to a Pascal Siakam conversation. If there was legitimate traction to a Pascal Siakam trade, Barnes would have probably have had to have been involved because that probably would have been Barnes and Herter both involved because of the salary. Now, how far that conversation went along, I don't really know. I don't even know if Harrison would have been involved in any OG and Anobi conversations. But, like, when we get into these other players that we've talked about on this show a billion different times, I don't know that Harrison is a part of those. I feel like Herter might more likely be a part of those. And at this point, I don't know. And this is the difficulties. Uh, this is one of the many difficulties of being a general manager. This is the difficulty with with you know being Monty McNair right now. Is do you believe what you've seen over the course of the last Harrison Barnes? It's been just an extraordinary turnaround in the last seven games. Kevin Herter's had a really really good run that stretches out a little bit longer. If you're Monty McNair, do you believe that is who your Sacramento Kings basketball team is? And is it in your best interest to 
try to bolster that bench? Is it in your best interest to attack out the buy buyout market? Or is it in your best interest to stay put? I feel you in the sense that Herter and Barnes are playing really well. I just ask collectively. I ask everybody, do you think that's who they are right now? Do you think what we have seen most recently from Kevin Herter is who Kevin Herter is? Because remember, Kevin Herter had the roller coasters last year. Is what we're seeing right now from Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes. And again, take, take, take into account the fact that even in this seven-game stretch where Harrison has played really, really well, He's had games where he scored, again, at the, we, we, we had the numbers earlier, he's averaging 14 shot attempts per game and 20 points. That's fantastic. But he also has this stretch of, you know, he had a 39-point game. He had a 32-point game. He had a 10-point game and a 9-point game. So he's no longer invisible, which is a huge plus. He's no longer out there one of two, one rebound, one assist. Those numbers are just completely unacceptable for a player of his caliber. However, there still is a bit of a roller coaster with Harrison. It's just not as dramatic. It's a it's a safer roller coaster. It's just a still a little bumpy. Some ups and some downs. And that's the that's that's what money has to figure out. Will these ups and downs get us where we want to go? The bigger question is probably how will these ups and downs impact us moving forward? Because there is a point. I don't think this is something that if you're Monty McNair, you think about last season. But I do think this season you do start to think about your future, you think about your trajectory, you think about your goals, and you think about what it's going to take to ultimately attain your goals, to the obviously the biggest goal of winning an NBA championship. You have to start asking yourself the question of what sets us up best for the future without setting us back. That's to maintain and improve, right? You don't want to get do anything that sets you back but at some point, you've got to take a step forward. And remember the question that we asked three years ago on this show. I think Portland was, you know, doing whatever they do in the playoffs and then they get eliminated and, you know, Portland, you know, is dealing with that. And then it becomes, you know, would you rather be Portland? You have some playoff moments. You make the playoffs year after year, but you're never really a title threat. Would you rather be Sacramento? At the time, everyone, hands down, said, be Portland. Give me to the playoffs eight, nine years in a row. Give me those moments. Absolutely. But that's easy for an opposing team's fan base. Portland was never able to make that next step. Portland wasn't, they were probably never able to figure out what the next step was. Ken Monty McNair. Can Monty McNair figure out what the next step is? What does it take for the Sacramento Kings to get 
that much better. And are any steps taken over the course of the next four days? My guess is no. I think, I do think that the Sacramento Kings love the idea of Kyle Kuzma. We know, we know that Monty McNair likes Kyle Kuzma. There's enough evidence to show us he likes Kyle Kuzma. If they can acquire Kyle Kuzma in a trade, I think that they will. But I also don't think they're going to do anything stupid in the process of trying to acquire him. I also don't think there's anyone else that they're looking to acquire outside of him. That's not reporting. That's an opinion. That is just 100% my opinion. And anything that they do over the next couple of days, I think we're talking, you know, Jesse mentioned Gordon Hayward. We're talking, we're talking buyout contracts. We're talking guys, you know, to add to the bench. We're talking about stuff that maybe doesn't necessarily feel uh, earth-shattering uh, as we bring in our main man, Will Z, here. Will, what's happening, my man? Will, I don't have any volume on you. Is your, are you. Are you muted? You're not muted. Is that me? No, no. It's, 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 it's. Uh, hang on, Will. I think I got it. Hang on, guys. Stand by. Stand by. Someone was messing with the computer. <laughs> oh, damn it. I hate having roommates. It was James Ham, I bet. Don't touch the buttons, James. It had to have been James Ham. Good. Well, yeah, we're good. What's up, William? All right. What's up? <laughs> it's a great thing. Always an adventure. They could all hear you, but I couldn't. So that's fantastic. Uh, that's tremendous. As it goes. Absolutely tremendous. But now we all can hear you. Um, let's start with this recent stretch of the Kings. We'll get we'll get to the we'll get to the Cavs tonight, man. And the Cavs are monsters right now. But yo, the Kings are playing good basketball right now, right? They are, and they're just finding ways to win. Some people are a little upset about how they're doing it, but to me, it's they're winning. We've uh, gotten to the stage where uh, we're upset with how they're winning. <laughs> Boy, how times have changed. Oh, yeah. Um, and to me, they they seem like they do. Obviously, there are games where they're really good or really bad, but the majority of the ones where they do like just enough to pass or get a good grade like, you know, you think back to school. This is always how I was, where I do, like, just enough, but, like, I know what it's going to take to, like, get an A or something, and I'll do that. I'm not going to do, like, extra work. And to me, that's what it feels like with them. It's like they know what they need to do to win. They know that threshold that they need to be at for their opponents, and they're doing it. Like, you were saying it never felt like they were going to lose the last game. Mm -hmm. And I have the exact same feeling. It's like, they're going to win. They're going to do enough to win. And they did. I don't know if that's a good formula to have going forward. Um, but I mean, regular season, you'll take it. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're, you're winning basketball games. I yeah. mean, like, like, you know, yeah. what I love, I would have loved for them to have beaten Chicago by 40. It makes a difference in their point differential number, but that's about it. It doesn't make a difference yeah. anywhere else. They didn't gain any extra games on Phoenix. This isn't the BCS. This isn't the college football playoff. Go out there, get wins, have takeaways from those games. Like I go back to, uh, oh, Will, Memphis. They struggled mm -hmm. against that that just terrible, you know, Boston beat Memphis by like 40 last night. 
That's what everyone wanted Sacramento to do. It didn't yep. really work out that way. And the first thing Domas said after the game was that was unacceptable. The way we played tonight was not acceptable. To me, that's a good thing. Um, runs in games happen. I don't think like too much about that unless you actually lose all of it and lose the game. You could mm-hmm. ask the Bucks about that. They blew a 30-point lead to Utah and lost. Kings blew a 30-point lead to Chicago and won by, like, eight. Like, those aren't yep. – like, runs happen within games, and sometimes it really, really sucks when it happens. Sometimes it feels like your team is giving up too many big leads. Uh, but it was another win uh, on a road trip in which they've been playing uh, really, really well in another game in a stretch of basketball that's getting a little bit longer to, you know, exemplify the fact this team is mm-hmm. playing good basketball. Yeah, it is. And they're doing it in just multiple ways. They're not shooting great from three. So if you look at their last, what was it? They've won six of their last seven. They've only shot over 40% in one of those games. Like they're just doing it in a well-rounded way, which I think is the most sustainable to win. They're not riding a hot streak of shooting from like everyone on the team. They're figuring out ways to win that we didn't see earlier in this, which is great, I think. And that's what you need to kind of develop into what we saw last season, get that offense back on track uh, for getting into the postseason in that you can win when you're not maybe hitting all your threes. Uh, If they're going to turn six of seven into seven of eight, they're going to have to go through the hottest team in the association right now. Tell us a little bit about... Uh, this red-hot Cleveland Cavaliers team. Man, they are good. Like, people, I don't think that the Cavs are getting the recognition that they deserve. Like, I'll just throw some numbers out. On the season, offensive rating of 115.3, defensive rating 110.5, net rating of 4.7. Those rank 17th, 2nd, and 7th. But in the last 14 games, um, uh, 15. No, yeah, 14 games. They have a those numbers jump up to 120.1, 104.3, and 15.8, which would on the season rank third, first, and first. Like oh they are goodness. just playing on both sides of the ball extremely well and using it clearly to win at a very high rate. You mentioned them being, um, Kind of slept on a little bit. You know, I, I feel like I know why. The Knicks were playing really – the Knicks are playing mm-hmm. really, really well at the yep. same time. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier, anytime the Knicks are playing well, that's going to trump, you know, little old Cleveland. Uh, but yeah. the Cavs' stretch of basketball here, as you mentioned, 13 of their last 14, Donovan Mitchell, it feels like quietly is just playing at an extraordinary level again. Uh, averaging 28.5 and like six or something like that. Yeah. And the 1.9 steals, he does it on both sides of the ball. He is just so consistently good. And I think still getting better, which is wild. I think this year he's taken another leap on defense. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why they don't get the credit, even though the Knicks, like the Knicks are winning with defense too, especially with OG. But it's like the Cavs just do the dirty work. They have the two uh jared allen and mobley that just are both so good at defending the paint 
maybe it's not the most exciting brand of basketball and that's why they don't get the attention. But Donovan Mitchell, I just remember a few years ago, really watching him in more detail and just his explosiveness and the amount of space he can create with his step back is just absurd. Like he is so shifty and strong that he's just, he's fun to watch. It should be a good matchup. The Kings play the Cavs really well, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to tonight to see how the two of them match up. Did you look this up? Is it three straight wins for Sacramento against Cleveland? I didn't look it up. I can, though. That feels right. Because I know they won. I know two. they got the one earlier. And I, they definitely year. won two last year. I have no idea yeah. what happened before that, but I, I know they've yeah. at least won three. Because the two last year were extremely memorable, and I remember thinking going into this year, it's going to be tough to get Cleveland again, and they got Mm -hmm. Cleveland again. So um, those types of things always make me nervous. Why Will looks that up? Let's have some fun. Um, Donovan Mitchell, 28.2, 5.5, 6.4, and 1.9 steals. Um, Will Z just laid that out. How about our guy De'Aaron Fox? 27.5, 4.0, 5.4, 27.5, and 1.8 steals per game. These two are neck and neck uh, when it comes to the upper echelons, of course. Of course, Donovan's an all-star. De'Aaron oh, could, yeah. never, could never be such a thing with measly numbers like 27.4, 5, and, and, and 1.9, but uh, his numbers are right up there with Donovan Mitchell's. Yeah, uh, and it is three in a row, um, followed by two losses before that. And if you look at the way that the Kings have beat them, and this will be important for tonight as well, dating back to last year, they the Kings have shot 43.6% from three, 48.5, and then 47.6 this year. And that gets into the swing stat for tonight. I... I'm firmly in the camp that if you want to beat the Cavs, you have to make your threes. Their defense is too good, especially in the uh, restricted area. You could theoretically win if they kind of go cold from three, but if you look at Cleveland's opponents' three-point shooting splits, so in the games that Cleveland has won, their opponents have shot 32.4% from three. Mm -hmm. In the games that Cleveland has lost, it's 41.5%. Oh, man. Huge discrepancy yeah. and Holy shows cow. that that's really one of the only ways to beat them. And the Kings have done it three times in a row. So they so the the inside game isn't the way to go tonight? Inside out with Domas, that's not the way to go tonight? Maybe. Um, some other interesting numbers is in the first matchup this year, the Kings really torched them in the floater area. The Cavs are one of the best, if not the best, at protecting the restricted area. But the Kings kind of torched them in the floater area. They shot 19 of 22, 86.4% in the zone, compared to 7 of 12, 58.3% in the restricted area. So they stopped just a little short of the rim, and I think used the the tendencies of the Cavs defense to protect the rim against them a little. Mm -hmm. And the Kings are so good at the floater area. They lead the league with a 48.9% shooting in that zone. 
and they have multiple players that can hit from there. Fox, Sabonis, Herder, sneaky good from there. Monk, Barnes, they can all kind of stop short and hit that uh, shorter shot from that spot. So I don't know if that's something they turn to a lot again tonight, but it's something that's worked for them in the past. November 13th, first time these two teams played this year. 25 points from Keegan Murray, 23 from Domas, 20 from Kevin Herter, 28 from De'Aaron Fox, double digits from both Malik Monk and Sasha Vazenkov. Harrison Barnes, this was a different Harrison. This was a different time. Two for four in that game for four points. The only starter, not only the only starter not in double figures, the only starter that didn't score 20 was HB in that first matchup uh, against Cleveland. Though, as we laid out, Will, this is an entirely different Harrison Barnes. Uh, he had He's averaging 20 points on 14 shots per game uh, over the course of the last seven games, and hopefully that's the guy we see the rest of the way. Yeah, and I think it kind of has to be. We always talk about how Barnes isn't going to be as impactful in the other areas with rebounding or passing. He's not going to block shots. Like his, to me, Barnes, his only way to really impact the game is by scoring, which sounds rough, but it's kind of what we've seen. Like, yeah, he'll have some nights where he gets eight rebounds and we all applaud him, but that's not the normal for him. So to have a player like him, I think he has to get his shots up. We've seen it recently where even if he's not hitting him, he keeps shooting him, which mm-hmm. I prefer over going two for four, yep. four points. Yep. It's it's too much. I don't know if it's too much to ask him to just be a rebounder or an assist guy just because it's not what he does. So I like the direction that they've gone recently in the last few games where you kind of have to put him in the offense more. And we've seen Keegan take a little bit of a step back, but he can impact the game in those other ways that Barnes can't on defense um, and with more rebounds. So I don't know. It's a trade-off of Keegan maybe growing now versus using Barnes now. And it's always goes back to that. What do you want now versus what do you want to build for the future? And I think Kings fans want the, the now of Barnes shooting and scoring. Head over to willzstats.com and check out his preview for tonight's game. Kings versus the Cavaliers. We'll come back. James Ham will join us. We'll talk more Kings basketball here with either one KC on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.